Hey, Grace. Yeah, David? Do you want to go back? Back where? Back to the best. Back to the best? Back Back to to the the best. best. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Back to the Best. I'm David. And I'm Grace, and this is our podcast where we talk about all the best things from the 90s to the 2000s, which is also known as The Best Times. To all our first-time listeners, welcome. To all our former besties returning, welcome back. Happy October. Oh my God, you're right. It's Happy our first- October. <laughs> it's our first- Spooky episode. Remember last year how many, how every single episode was a spooky episode? I think we said that about every, <laughs> every episode that we did. We didn't even say happy October last week and it was October 1st when we released it. Oh yeah. I think it's because we didn't record it in October. Yeah. We're and just honestly, not liars, you know, we're not liars. And like, what is time anymore? Truly. The fact that it even is October is mind-blowing. 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 I was just telling David, I've been looking at some wedding venues and we're just getting back to it. And it instantly brought me back to the last time we were looking at venues. And that was in like March or something. Wow. It was right before COVID. Honestly, though, what a blessing in disguise, though, that you didn't have anything booked. Oh, Oh, my God. I... Truly feel so bad for people that had to like cancel their weddings or change them. I really, I am grateful that we didn't go through with anything because who would have thought? Yeah. I mean, it would have just been a small wedding, just you, Tim, and me. (laughs) The essentials. (laughs) You would have been running around playing every part. I would have played, I would have been marrying you. I would have been best man, maid of honor. (laughs) The ring bearer, the flower girl, the chef, the costume changes for everything would have been a bunch of um chicken tenders and mashed potatoes on the menu which would have been fine that'd be totally fine oh i'm uh yeah i'm definitely gonna have a potato bar oh are you ever get married (laughs) (laughs) no at yours (laughs) you can my cousin megan had a potato bar at her wedding uh i just want a potato bar everywhere i go it was the best they had so they made it kind of fancy because they would have like little I think they were plastic, but like martini glasses. And that's what you would put your mashed potatoes <gasps> in. And then they had, it was like, you could put bacon on it, you know, chives, sour cream. It was anything you wanted a buffet style. I need that. You do. It was incredible. Great. I put so, a picture on Instagram. It was so great. Can you just book one of those for your wedding? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Thanks. You got it. No, really like my entire family loves mashed potatoes. I could totally do it. Yeah. You're going to have to. I will. It's decided. Okay. Thanks Welcome for tuning in. Welcome to the in. episode, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Hope you guys have had a fabulous week. Did we? No, last week was our 100th episode. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, what'd you guys think of that episode? We had a great time. Oh, yeah? Oh, no, I'm asking them. I was responding because they were answering and I'm saying, oh, Yeah. Oh, 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 right. Sorry, sorry. I'm this from is the so top. awkward. Not this from, from the, the top, top. From the top. From the top. You guys, last week was our 100th episode. What did everybody think? Oh, yeah? Oh, stop. Stop you it. Guys. Stop. Uh, I know. We're so old. We're 100. 101 now. 
David and I did call each other on the day and wish each other a happy 100th birthday. Yeah. We did. Um, no, that was a great episode. We used the mics for the first time in years. People Forever. definitely had to have noticed the audio was great. It was not a Zoom. It was not Zoom. I know. Ugh. It's funny though because our recorder that we use is called a Zoom. So really we've been we've been ahead of the time since 2018. Oh my God. Everybody now is like, do you want to Zoom? Should we record this over Zoom? We have been recording on Zoom for years now. Years. Years. A lot of podcasts probably use the same thing. Oh, it's like the most popular. <laughs> it's recorder. really popular. It's so... <laughs> but it's just us. It's just us. And if you tuned in, thanks for tuning in. This week, though, we are back with another guest. Good morning, Baltimore. Every day's like an open door. We're trying to sing together. You can't sing together on Zoom? I can hear the bells. Nikki Blonsky. We got Nikki Blonsky on today. She played Tracy Turnblad herself in Hairspray the Movie. We talked all about the movie with her. She shared about getting the part, her experience working on it. We talked about her quarantine, of course. We have to ask everyone how they're doing. Can you even start an interview in these times without asking how their quarantine's been? No, you just can't. We're going to get into all that. But first of all, a happy 24th anniversary to Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold! And happy 20th anniversary to Gilmore Girls. Hey, Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, what's a good... Oh, you got... I can see that Gilmore Girls is paused on your TV. Oh, it is. I'm on... I'm, I am kind of embarrassed at how quickly I'm flying through it. Don't be. I, it's, an, it's the most amazing show. I'm, it's really just that show right now that I just have on pretty much all the time, what, whatever I'm doing. Uh, I'm on season four, episode 19. It's called After Boom. Mm-hmm. And another one. Yeah. Another one. Yeah. Um, it's a great show no matter what time of year you start it. But when it's transitioning into fall, it's a great show because Gilmore Girls is a very cozy show. You know what I mean? Like Lorelai loves the snow. They go through all the seasons, but they live in Connecticut. So there the leaves are falling. They might not be falling here. It's still quite hot. But it's a great show to start. I really wish that I watched this when we gave tours of the sets. Oh, I, that's why I've said this a million times on here. I used to go take the Warner Brothers tour on vacation when we would come out here because I was and still am the biggest Gilmore Girls fan ever. And Warner Brothers, if you have Midwest open, it's the entire set. It's, it stars hollow. It's, it's the best. One time I did see um, Lauren Graham riding a bike did you when I was on tour yeah but did even you? working there was amazing I know I mean I talked about about Gilmore Girls every day usually three times a day on tour never having watched it oh my god I loved when I had Gilmore fans because I obsess over that show and then I could do that with someone else and take them there but you know we were on that set like every single day though. So it would have been great if you were watching it at the time. That was me with Pretty Little Liars. I was watching it at the time because I needed to know what to tell people. And that was kind of fun. You know, when we found out that Mona was dead before she was dead, before it was live, yeah. I guess. I, Remember that? I was there, I think, but I wasn't giving tours yet. I was still just, you know, just a ticket person. 
were you, did you give it to her? So basically you guys, if you watch Gilmore Girls, Pretty Little Liars, there's the white church that's just there. Mm-hmm. It's the same one in both shows. Like they're Rosewood and Stars Hollow are the exact same set on the Warner Brothers lot. And I think we've told this story before, but if you're just tuning in, sorry if this is a spoiler. If you haven't finished Pretty Little Liars, the show is over. But if you plan on watching it, maybe don't listen to this one part. Well, um, you already, the- we already said it earlier. I know, but she doesn't actually die. Oh, well now, so, oh boy. I, I gave him a warning for this part. That's true. I told him to tune out. So kind. But there is a church in that set. And I, it happened to me one day. I walked in with my tour group and I had two little girls on my tour that loved Pretty Little Liars. And I was taking them around Rosewood and we went into the church and it was dressed for a funeral. And there was a giant, giant picture of Mona. And I remember I was like, why didn't any, like, it was a, an issue because I don't know, studio ops. I don't know who was it. Nobody told us That's that it was there. Spoiler. It's huge. So that was really fun. <laughs> Those poor girls. I was like, oh my God. They kind of felt like they had an inside Hollywood secret. So I was going to say, I feel like that, that, I feel like I would have thought that that was cool. They thought it was really cool. And I was like, oh, this doesn't normally happen, but. No, that was a big mess up. A big one. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so happy 20th anniversary <laughs> to, Gilmore, to Girls. Gilmore Girls. <laughs> great, great, great show. You can't take the Warner Brothers tour right now, but when it's open, go do it. You'll see the entire set. Yeah. And should we just get to Nikki? Like, I feel Let's like... get to Nikki. As we've mentioned so many times, we generally just don't have a lot to report on our weeks anymore because we're just kind of home. We're just kind of home. Our weeks, yeah, are definitely the same. And when we have a guest... We love to make them the star of the episode. Our top priority. And this is such a fun interview. We had the oh, best it's time. So fun. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to have the best time listening to it. And let's get into it. Here she is. Here's Nikki Blonsky. Hi. Hi. There you are. Oh, there you are. <laughs> Hi. You got to love Zoom. How are you? Love it. I'm good. How are you guys? Good. I'm We're David. Good. This is Grace. <laughs> So nice to meet you. So nice to meet you. Welcome to uh, my backyard. I was going to say, it looks so nice where you are. Honestly, we're having the nicest few days on Long Island. Like, I don't know why we're being pardoned because normally, like this time of year, it's already freezing. So I'm just soaking in every last second of summer. Take it. Yeah. I'm from, so my family's from the East Coast. We're from like the Philly area and they're having great weather too. I talked to my mom yesterday and she was like, I've been outside the entire weekend. Me too. I almost don't know what to do with myself. I'm like, I'm (sighs) outside. Just, I'm like, what is this nice weather? This is, I'm so happy. Well, you're making the most of it. Do the interview from outside. I love that. Seriously. It's so hot here or else we would do it. (laughs) It's been like a hundred all week so far. Are you in LA? Yeah. Yeah. It's so, so hot. I was there for like a, I guess two, almost two weeks. I want to say almost a month ago. I I miss it. I miss it. Yeah. I know. It's great. It's just, I mean, October, September, this time of year is so hot and everything is getting ready for fall and we're still like sweating. I know. In a hundred degrees, but there's a lot of pluses about it too. So we're not going to complain. I know. (laughs) We sound so bratty. (laughs) <laughs> it's too hot. <laughs> it's no, so it was, no. It's interesting because somebody said that to me yesterday. They were like, 
this is like the time of year, like it's not too hot, not too cold. And I was like, it made me think of two things. Do you remember in the Santa Claus where the, yes. where the girl making the little elf making the hot chocolate? She's like, it's not too hot, not too cold. It, yeah, I've got the recipe just right. It took me nine hundred years, right? And then it also made me think of the uh, three little bears. No, Goldilocks. Goldilocks, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, this is so... So true. It's not too hot, not too cold. I know. I thought of that right away. Judy. I love Judy in the Santa yeah, Claus. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was everything. Her and Bernard. Oh, uh, Bernard. <laughs> I'm like ready to watch Christmas movies already. Me too. <laughs> my favorite, I mean, Christmas movies are my jam. Same. I know. Same. We could watch them right now. <laughs> As could I. Like, <laughs> Lifetime Christmas movies, Hallmark. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. All the TV <laughs> ones, like, even, like, the ABC family, or I guess it's Freeform now. I just love yeah. that. Yep. Well, don't they have 25 Days of Christmas on there? Oh, they do. And they I do. all 25. <laughs> <laughs> it's for life. They should, they should get they you on there. You should be, like, the promo girl. Halloween. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. that's right. That's saying, the best. Come on, I've done a show for ABC Family. I'm just saying. <laughs> they should get you on there. They should. We will. We will tag. We'll hashtag Freeform and tag them in this interview. <laughs> and here's hoping they like come a call in. <laughs> you know what? I just I would love to be like the 25 Days of Christmas chick. I think that'd be so fun. Like all every year, up. everybody knows it's Christmas time because. I'm a coming back, like, oh, it's Christmas. <laughs> and everybody starts running for the hills. They're like, no. It's not Christmas until Nikki says it's Christmas. <laughs> well, there really are those people that are just not ready for Christmas until December 1st and maybe even a few days after. Yeah. Some people are like, do not play the music, do not decorate. I'm the opposite. So November 1st, I'm ready. I I'm ready to go. On the November. On the November. Yeah. Because for me, my birthday is November 9th. So it's like, as soon as my birthday hits, then I'm like, all right, now we can start talking about Christmas it's shopping. Christmas. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. I'm so bad that Carrie Underwood and Dolly Parton, I love both of them, and they just came out with Christmas albums. So I've been listening to their Christmas albums already. I was drinking a pumpkin spice latte listening to Christmas <laughs> music. And I was like, what? what? what is happening right now? Oh my God, that sounds amazing. I love them both too. I've always dreamed of like doing a Christmas album. I was listening to Barbara's new album, Barbara Streisand's yeah. new uh, duets album. I think it's called Encores. And I was just like, someday, I just want to do a duets album of like, you know, Christmas songs with my celebrity friends. <laughs> oh, all, that'd be so all cool. All two of them, all two of us. Um, but no, I think it'd be really fun. But okay, we're changing the whole point of this podcast. This is going to be a Nikki's future. I'm planning, planning Nikki's future. You're going to be the Christmas lady on Freeform, and you're going to have duets with any celebrity you want, all Christmas related. I'm just saying, I think it would be <laughs> a blast. We're there for it. And then you would just have to work really hard those like couple months around Christmas, and then just relax. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like there are always those actors who are just known for either like their Halloween movie or their Christmas movie. And that has to just be the busiest time of year for them every year. I know. I guess it's like being Santa. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's time of year. You're like, oh, I mean, I'm not, I'm that actor that would like my busy time to be 
here because I'm just, I would prefer to work 24 seven. I just, yeah. I love acting. Oh, I know. Well, you've been acting for since 2007, 2008, but it's before that, <laughs> yeah. I realized I was like, wow. I, cause I was telling somebody when I, about my trip to LA and they were like, when's, when was your first trip to LA? And I was like, back in 2006, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I've been on this journey now for 14 years. I can't, I can't believe it. I know. I mean, time, time totally flies. Like, especially I felt like this year with quarantine and everything, how in the world is it? what is it even October? Yeah. How is it? How did that even happen? How has your quarantine been? Have you been like, okay, the family's all okay. It's good. This is an exact, okay. My alarm is going off. That's how my quarantine's been. I've had to set alarms for everything, everything. I get that. I I have some like ghost alarms that just go off at random times. Like they just go off and then I go, what did I set you for? I know. You got to put a label on them or else I just have no idea. Never. I I think my friend was teaching me yesterday. He was like, you can put in like, no, I was like, really? I can remind myself (laughs) what my reminders for? That's genius. It's the best invention, especially working from home since March. I just keep forgetting. Like, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to forget to tell my boss this. So every time I'm like, remind me at 1245 PM. Amazing. Thank gosh for, you know, reminders on the old cell phones. Seriously. Yeah. I've never actually used the reminders tab, but I said alarms. It's great. Okay. I'll get on it. I got to do it. (laughs) Uh, Well, you've been busy during quarantine. It seems like you did a podcast. You're doing the quarantine little like web series. Yeah. So since quarantine started, like I was like, I need to give myself like a schedule. I'm a person who like thrives on a schedule. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I need a regime. Um, And I started, started by going live on Instagram with like a friend of mine, Georgie, a brilliant actress, Georgina Lee. And we were just hanging out on Instagram live. And then Jonathan Litnicki popped on and he went live with me. And then from there, I was like, what happens if I go live with my celebrity friends? And we talk about, you know, things that, you know, questions that maybe people have been asking us, you know, our whole careers. And now like yeah. we're gonna have this chat to talk about it. And so I started and I interviewed Ricky Lake and Carney Wilson. And then from there on out, I think we're, we're over a hundred episodes now. It's called Nikki Nights. Um, it's on Spotify and YouTube and I think iTunes and uh, we use the Anchor app and it's really cool. And it's been a really great way for me to like, you know, kind of put my hosting hat on, but also get to learn about all different people and people that I've looked up to. Like I never thought in a million years I would get the opportunity to talk to Scott Hamilton. Oh my God. <laughs> I was, I was fangirling so hard. <laughs> was that the um, first time, was that the first time you'd met him whenever you interviewed him? Yes. And wow. it was actually, oh, it was like the most jam-packed day. I, it was like my last day in LA and I decided to like go get my hair dyed and cut and colored. And so I was sitting there talking to him in the salon with like my hair soaking wet <laughs> and like no makeup on. And I was just like, but for some reason, Scott Hamilton, you just make everything better. Like I, <laughs> I couldn't imagine, like he was so forgiving and so kind and it's always idolized him. And I, I, he spoke about so many incredible things and um about his journey with cancer and it's just it was incredibly enlightening and I just after that podcast I was like 
Yeah, I think I really, 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 really want to like interview and host and nice. make it a part of my career forever now because I just, I found it so enlightening. Oh yeah. I feel like that is why podcasts have really taken off because so someone could interview the most famous celebrity, but they are bound to ask them something no one has ever heard. And it's just like David and I talk about this a lot. It's just a genuine conversation with people that you could idolize, but then you're like, they're a real human. They can relate to me on things. And I never knew that. That's one of the best things about it. Yeah, it's been really cool. And I started writing my book and other things. So I'm just trying to stay busy and keep busy. And, you know, I'm enjoying myself. What have you guys been doing? (laughs) I'm curious. A whole lot of nothing. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, a lot of Netflix and... I know. (laughs) So much Netflix. Are you kidding? I have have just dived headfirst into like series after series and then I'll throw on like a movie in between. There's some really great series. There's some good ones. I I know. know. The sad sad part is you'll watch a new one and then you're like, I can't wait for more, but nobody can film anything. (laughs) So you have to wait a long time. I feel like I am waiting for the next season of Ratchet and the next season of The Politician. Like I'm I waiting, know, like, I'm waiting for Christmas. Like I'm like, please, Ryan Murphy, please give me more. I know. I'm, I'm so good. I'm halfway through Ratchet. I'm on episode four or five, I think. It's oh my gosh, I love it. I'm just saying, well, it. You know, it was. I loved it. I loved every <laughs> single second. Oh. Sarah Paulson can do no wrong in my world. Sarah Paulson she can is, do no insane. wrong. It's so true. She's one of the best actresses I have ever I've ever watched. Agreed. She's totally incredible. Agreed. I mean, hopefully they'll come back soon because production's kind of starting. Like yeah. things are slowly getting back. Yeah, I've heard some stuff. I know, um, hopefully, crossing our fingers, um, there's going to be some production happening on the East Coast soon, so we're praying, um, and I might be a part of it, so I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm just trying to go back to work. I'm like, please, please let me go back to work. When I was in LA, I drove by the Warner Brothers lot, and I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, please, please, just let us in. I know, I know, it's, I was, we, we both live nearby and I was near the Warner Brothers lot and it looks really busy. Like it, that's a good sign. It looks like there are things happening. Yeah. I hope that wasn't just to deceive the actors, (laughs) like keep us calm. You know, I know everything's fine. Everything's fine. Meanwhile, we're all like, (laughs) um, so did you, we're going to backtrack a little bit. Did you always know you wanted to act and perform? Because obviously like Hairspray, what a huge, amazing role to start out with. But so I know like you, we read you did some high school theater. Was it always like a bug you kind of had? Yeah. Um, so I started singing at the age of three and it was just like, I loved it. Um, it was just, it just felt right if that makes sense. And Mm -hmm. then as the years went on, I started to like vocally train and then I got hairspray. And, but I always knew that like singing and acting was just in me and I had to do it. I just had to do it. My school shows, I think were kind of like what really propelled me into like just theater world a hundred percent. Cause I was, 
in middle school, I was like, oh, what do I want to do with my life? And then once I got into like my high school shows, I was like, oh, I want to do this. Once I played Mrs. Lovett and Sweeney Todd, I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. Like, I have to do this. So, um, yeah, I think for me, acting was always, was always in the cards. I just never knew I'd get to do it on this level. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's still, you guys, like at least four times a day, like I'll say to myself, this, it's true. It happened. Yeah. You got the part. It still sounds crazy. Like, like this whole thing sounds nuts, but it's true. You're not delusional. Like I have to check myself because sometimes it does seem like there's no way possible that it happened, but I guess it did. Well, because even it? now, 12, 13 years later, whenever, I feel like, was it back in March or something, I opened up Netflix and Hairspray was in the top 10. Yeah, that's really when I started my podcast um, because of Vogue, I think it was Vogue magazine said that Hairspray was like one of the top eight movies to watch on Netflix due to the coronavirus and like Hairspray got like this really like big resurgence and people were just like watching it and I was just like really happy to know that the message was getting out there again to, you know, today's generation. It was really nice. Well, I feel like especially with the movement, with the Black Lives Matter movement and the whole transition of the world right now, people want, I mean, if someone's watching it for the first time or never saw the show, it has so much to do with that, you know, like, so I feel like there are a lot of messages that are resonating with people today. Yeah. I mean, I, myself, when I went to a protest um, in my old hometown of Great Neck, I said to my friend, I was like, oh my gosh, this is bringing me back to filming, like, you know, 12 years ago or whatever it was. And, and literally this exact scene filming a protest. And then, um, so yeah, I felt that Hairspray, when the, the movement happened, that the message that was behind it, I felt like it was needed more than ever. And it just made me... It made me happy to know that people were watching it and, and feeling the joy from it and the excitement from the music, but then taking away that ever important message um, and that it was sinking in. And so I'm, I'll forever be extremely proud to be a part of Hairspray just for that reason, if not all of the other amazing reasons, but mm -hmm. that one in particular. Because you were a fan of the musical before you got cast, right? Oh my gosh, hardcore fan of the musical. Like I saw it when I was 15. I sat there with my mom and I was like, I can do that. That's me. Those were my exact words. And um, I knew it. I, I just knew that I had to sing Good Morning Baltimore. And uh, I was such a huge fan of everything that Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman wrote. Oh my gosh. It's, it's the, oh, they're geniuses. geniuses. And was it was it an open call? How, like, how did you, how, how did it work for the movie? <laughs> okay, so it was an open call. They did, like, open calls around, I, they eventually told me that they went to every English-speaking country in the world and did open call. I was like, what? I wow. know. When I found out, they told me, they were like, we saw 7,000 girls for, for Tracy. I was like, well, what? Are you with <laughs> me? Like, that is crazy to me. Um, but yeah, so there was an open call in New York that I did attend, but they told you to not send in any tapes. It said on the website, don't send in any tapes. I sent in a tape. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which, you guys, is not my way of, like, telling kids to not follow the rules. That's just my way of saying, you know, got to do what you do. <laughs> so I sent in a tape, and um, I had already started, like, the open call process. And uh, 
yeah, it, it was six months of open callbacks and kept going back from New York to Baltimore to LA for a final screen test. And um, that was the night before my senior prom, I found out that I got it. Oh, oh. my gosh. Nikki, I remember seeing the little video of you at Cold Stone. <laughs> and I remember I was like, first of all, wait, I love Cold Stone. Like, this girl's already my inspiration. Oh my God, yeah. I, I want to work at Cold Stone. And Let then me you, <laughs> I loved that job. Did you? I loved every second. I had the oh. best bosses, Tony and Jim. They were the best. Oh. I loved them. So, you know what? If it didn't work out, you could have still been happy at Cold Stone. <laughs> You know, something tells me I probably wouldn't still be there. But <laughs> I, I, you know, if, but if I did have to not be in the movie business and had to work under a boss, it would be Tony for Aww. sure. Oh, that's great. And then how surreal was it? I mean, you talked a little bit about it, but this wasn't just like a role. This was a role that you just said you sat in that theater and you like, what a way of manifesting something. I didn't realize that I was manifesting it at the time. I didn't. I was just, I was speaking what I knew to be true. I was like, I can do that. I, I like, there was, I just, I was watching Tracy on stage and everything from her movements to just her like excitement for life. I was like, but that's me. Like, I just felt so connected to her and drawn to her. And I still am, you know, my love for Tracy. I always say she's like one of my best friends. Like I, I often think sometimes like, what would Tracy do? Like when, when stuff's going down in Blonsky land, I'm like, what would Tracy Turnblad do? (laughs) You know? (laughs) How would she handle this? (laughs) Exactly right. And I mean, the cast for Hairspray is insane. <laughs> what oh was it my like? Gosh, yeah. What was it like whenever you met the cast for the first time? Was it at a screen test or was it at a table read? Um, you know, it was interesting. I was told at Cold Stone that I was going to be working with John and Queen okay. Latifah and Amanda Bynes. And like, you have to imagine, like, they just <sighs> told me I got this huge role. And then they're telling me that I'm going to work with like, all of these people that I've only seen on television and I've idolized my entire, like I grew up on the Amanda show. Like that was my favorite movie movie of all time was Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I was like, come again. I'm working with who, like what's going on. (laughs) And um, yeah, when I met everybody on set, the first time we were all together was for the big table read. And I remember walking in and there was a massive, massive just miles long because it was like every dancer every producer everybody who worked at new line every extra like everybody was there it was wow. just like a huge room of all these people and i remember sitting down and it said nikki blonsky tracy turnblad on a little card and then to my right it said john travolta and a turnblad and to my left it said queen latifah motormouth mabel i was like <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. What do I do? And I just, I got really nervous. And I remember like that overwhelming feeling. And then I channeled my mentor, Dr. Levy from high school. And I always said to myself, like, what would doc tell me to do in these situations? And before a high school show, when I would get overwhelmed, she would look at me and she'd say, just go do it. And I'd be like, okay. And I just go do it. So when I met everybody, it was time for the table read. And I was like, hi nice to meet you and I just heard Dr. Levy in my head just go do it and I just went Mm -hmm. and did it and then and then of course like 
I thought I was being slick because Good Morning Baltimore was the first song during the table read and we had just recorded it. So I didn't have to sing. Yay. I'm, you know, <laughs> not free. And then no, I can hear the bells was up next. So I'm like, oh. I have to sing this in front of everybody. And, uh, that was the moment. I think that singing, I can hear the bells in front of the entire cast and crew on my first day was probably like, yeah, that's when I was like, okay, it's put up or shut up and you really got the part and it's time now. Yeah. Wow. I feel like that's when they separate like the professionals from like, you know what I mean? Because for you to be able to do that, I'm trying to imagine, I would be a nervous oh my God. wreck. I would I'm be nervous like now. stuttering. Thinking about it. It was so fun. It was like the minute I just, I can hear, that was it. And it was like, I was just channeled away. And it was just so amazing just to look out and see this cast of people. Cause everybody in that room that day, we all knew that like magic was about to happen. It was just so much fun. Like the amount of fun that we had on that set, it should not have been legal. Like laughter 24 seven. Oh. I can imagine, like all of those people in one room, the amazing music from Hairspray, the costumes you guys got to wear, like, oh my gosh, every part of it is a dream. We had this brilliant um, costume designer, Rita Ryak, who I always, I'm like, she never gets like the, people need to talk about her because she had done like the Grinch before she did Hairspray. And so she's like the woman behind all of these incredible costumes. And she just came in and gave us some of the most iconic looks. So those costumes were so much fun. It was so awesome to be, you know, a kid of like the 90s to early 2000s traveling back to the 60s every day. That was really cool. Yeah. That is cool. How long would it take to get ready every morning? For me, it was about, I'd say about a two, two and a half hour process with hair and makeup combined. Like I'd start out in the hair trailer, do, you know, pin curls, get ready for the (laughs) wig. Then we do the makeup. Then we go back to hair, then the body makeup. And then, yeah. Was the wig heavy? You know what? It after (laughs) it looks like it might be. It, after like the first week, none of no. the girls, we, we hardly felt our wigs anymore. Like it just, it, my Tracy wig very much became a part of who I was. Like I learned that I had to like duck under certain spaces or else I dent my do, um, you know? So I was like, I, it very much became a part of who I am. <laughs> and what was the rehearsal process like? Cause I mean, it's different from just a movie cause you guys had to learn the dances and sing at the same time and kind of get your bodies adapted to that. It was, uh, it was intense. It was amazing though. It was, I personally would dance for eight hours a day. Um, just go in wow. a room with a choreographer and cause I never danced a day in my life before hairspray. So um, we had an amazing choreographer, Zach Woodley, who is my personal and we would just go in a room and sweat and dance and just it was so much fun and then after that we go to like a couple hours of singing and do some scene study and that was just amazing because it wasn't like I just got thrown into my first movie we had like rehearsals which I could you know relate to my high school show rehearsals Uh (laughs) thing but rehearsal (laughs) rehearsal and it kind of prepped me for the the big show you know, mm-hmm. okay, which was really nice. So I'm always curious in musicals. So obviously you pre-recorded the music. So then whenever you're doing it on set, are you like singing along to it? Are you just lip syncing? Okay, so we, it depends. Like 
I usually sing along with it because I think it's really important to like show that, you know, you are singing and there's some effort because when I sing, I, you know, there's emotions and there's facial expressions that go along with it um, that sometimes just lip syncing doesn't cover. Mm -hmm. uh, so I prefer always to sing a little bit with it um, just for authenticity. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Because you're right. Sometimes if you're watching something, you do have that thought of like, are they are they really saying that or is this a recording because the way their mouth moves and you're like they would have had to have taken maybe a bigger breath before that note <laughs> oh yeah like i my i'll tell you the macy's thanksgiving day parade they're like oh everybody pre-records and i was like okay that's fine but i sang all for 60 blocks i did not yeah. I was like, I have waited as a New Yorker. I have waited my entire life to be in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I am surely going to sing Good Morning Baltimore <laughs> yeah. for 60 blocks. And I did. And it was it was one of the greatest days of my life. I'm not oh, my God, I bet. I've always oh my God. to go watch that. <laughs> we used to go every single, every single year growing up in the freezing cold. We would stand bundled up with Dunkin' Donuts and have the best time. <laughs> it's the best the parade best. ever. It really is. That is a dream. Oh my God, I would love to be in it. <laughs> so whenever you do that, are you just like actually going through the parade and then there's it's always- It's so the... fun. It's fast. And then there's the televised part. So do they let you know whenever, like which of the times you're singing it is going to be on TV or do you just not know? I think they did tell, like they give you a roundabout, I think. Like, you know, tell your friends and family to watch this hour. Okay. You know, and you're like, okay. You know, so everybody's kind of like, because, you know, it is live. So things can happen. Yeah. And it's New York. So things can happen. Uh, so, but they give you a little time frame. That's nice. I wonder what they're doing. I think they're still doing it this year, right? I think it's just less people oh. people can't go to it you can only watch it on tv mm -hmm. i think that's what they have to do oh, it breaks my heart because we used to go every single year <laughs> i mean something about just i have to tell you just turning on you know nbc and seeing al roker and meredith and like the whole crew it just makes my thanksgiving it's the best it's, it's been yeah. since my childhood and you know forever that's that's how i kick off my thanksgiving my oh, holiday yeah really and then she goes to freeform no. <laughs> <laughs> and then i go over to freeform and i host for a month uh, mrs claus over here <laughs> see that's it i'm telling you this is it we're planning it right Full now circle. we need to know somebody so here's secret time secret time for you guys okay. ever since i'm a kid you want to talk about like real dreams ever since i'm a child I've always dreamed of being in a Christmas movie. <gasps> Nikki, you have to do it. Like, I would tell my mom, I think I would be a great elf. But now, I, because, I mean, I'm only four foot ten, so I do think I would be a great elf. But I also think I now maybe could play Mrs. Claus now that I'm getting into my 30s, you know? Who knows? I think you got it. Look, if you can you manifest the role of Tracy and Hairspray, <laughs> we can manifest this. Oh my gosh, I'm just saying. It would be so fun. I would love it. Cookies for everyone. Uh. <laughs> so do you have a favorite Hairspray song? Even like whether to sing or just your favorite song? I would say my favorite Hairspray song, it changes all the time. Um, for a while it was Baltimore. 
Uh, a, recently, a couple months ago, it was Without Love. I was singing oh. Without Love in all my cameos. Um, lately, it's been You Can't Stop the Beat. But I think for me, my favorite one, like my favorite one of Tracy's is it's got to be a tie between Baltimore and I Can Hear the Bells. Mm. Okay. Wait, how so fun, how fun are doing cameos for you? They are a blast. Let me tell you, I have so much fun in them. I usually sing like a few songs each in them, like little snippets. I've been known to do a hairspray mashup in them. Oh. I'll like mash all the songs into one. So fun. I love doing them because I get to really connect with fans. I've gotten to be a part of people's wedding days, proposals, anniversaries, um, birthdays, just important parts and times in their lives. And uh, it means a lot that, you know, Hairspray means something to them and that Tracy and that I mean something and that they want to even include me in their special day. So I love Cameo. I think I'm, I think I'm close to like my 4,000th one. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. That's we love Cameo yeah. as well. We David, we David got me a Cameo. <laughs> I know. Really? I, I haven't purchased one from somebody yet, but I'm waiting. I'm like, I'm going to make it the perfect, perfect mm -hmm. occasion. I'm going to find another cam person on Cameo and book one. Oh my God. They're the, I think it's the best idea because David got me one for my birthday. And I hadn't, at the time I hadn't heard of Cameo and I literally was like, how do you know this person? Like my mind was blown and it was, oh my God, it meant so much to me. I want a Cameo all the time. It's so great. And now we're doing uh, live Zooms where actually after oh. this, I'm going to go into a live Zoom with like a, a fan for about 10 minutes and we hang out in there and they get to ask me whatever questions they want. And I sing for them and it's really fun. And oh, it's that's live. So fun. That is so cool. Oh, I yeah. love that. That's going to make somebody's day. So it's been really cool. I've gotten to like chat with like, like I did, um, this one girl, she was having like her ninth birthday and she couldn't have any party because of COVID and her mom, you know, she loved musicals. So she booked um, a Zoom with me and it was so fun. It was so cool. And like, just to see her smile and like, you know, have a good birthday, even though it is during the quarantine. It was, it made me happy to know that she was happy. Oh, that's so nice. Okay. I have a question for you. So our podcast is about nineties to two thousands. If you were you know, younger, back in the 90s, 2000s, who would you get a cameo from? <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, you ready? Ready. The first person that pops to my head is somebody who I've recently met and just like oh. has made my entire, like he's made my teenage years now. Uh, Joey Fatone. Oh, you met Joey Fatone. I haven't met him in person. We, I was on his podcast and let me tell oh, cool. you. It changed the course of my life. Like, I love I that man. I love him. So. Oh my God, that's a good, that's a great one. He should be on Cameo. Fatone, if you're not, what's going on? I'm surprised that he's not. Get him on Cameo. <laughs> I just, I, I adore him. And like, it was so great to do his podcast because I was such a big fan growing up. Like, growing up for me. Um, and then like the only other person that maybe I would get a cameo from, cause I was a big fan of them in the nineties and now even a bigger fan, Melissa Etheridge. Uh, oh yes. Ugh. Love her. So would you say like you were an in sync girl over Backstreet Boys? 
No, it was actually, I listened to Backstreet's music way more. Okay. But I was just, my heart just was with Joey Fatone. Oh, wait. You and Joey just had a connection from the day one. Joey no, didn't know it, but. Again, and now you are on his podcast, like things are working out great. I'm just like, you know, if nothing else, I, I have to say like this summer, it's been a wild trip, like with the quarantine and, and it's been hectic, but. I've, yeah, I got to be on Joey Fatone's podcast. So my so teenage cool. self, like all of my teenage years are now fulfilled and I'm alive again. Like I love him. Honestly. I, just, I adore him. So do you have any other, like we love to ask people 90s and 2000s favorites. So like what was a movie? So we know you loved like, you would talk about Backstreet and NSYNC, but like movies or TV shows or anything you loved as a kid. Oh my gosh. Um, Favorite TV show growing up in high school was Will and Grace. Everything oh, was Will and Grace, the original Will and Grace. I was so obsessed with Will and Grace that when I got Hairspray as a gift, New Line Cinema got me the box set, like every season, oh uh, so that I could watch it in my trailer. Um, it was Will and Grace for me. It was uh, movie-wise, Titanic. Oh, yes. So good. Oh, God. Yes. I love that movie. That was like the movie. That was the first movie movie that I think I watched and just was so taken back with like sets and how grand it was and how, what a massive compilation it was. And I was like, oh my gosh, movies can be that massive. And then, uh-huh. yes, they can. <laughs> yes, they can. Yeah. Literally, they only got bigger and better. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And then earlier you said you watched The Amanda Show, which we love loving The Amanda Show. What was it like meeting Amanda Vines then? Oh my God. It was amazing. I love Amanda Vines. I, you know, I was such a big fan of The Amanda Show. And then, um, oh gosh, what was the other show? Uh, all That. All That. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> big All That fan. Literally, my friend and I, uh, Nicole Ferrer is a brilliant musician. We were just talking recently. She calls me her orange soda and I call her my good burger because we're such <sighs> all that, but like we're such I love that. So this is, yeah, this is the nineties. Um, but yeah, those were my shows. And Amanda for me, just, she represented so much as like a strong independent woman, just like on Nickelodeon at such a young age with her own show and just wow. cracking the world up and making everybody laugh. And like, I've respected her forever. And um, to see just like, what a beautiful soul she is. I just, I love that lady so much. Uh, I love that. I mean, she was such a pro from such a young age. And I like, when sometimes when you look up somebody and you see actually how old they were when they were running their own show, it's, I, I cannot relate I have no idea how they could have done it yeah um I can't imagine at such a young age like how she handled like that and school and everything and um but I have to say people always ask me like who did you learn the most from on hairspray and of course I learned from like watching John and Michelle Pfeiffer but I have to say I learned a lot from watching Amanda because she was somebody my age who was you know handling her business and getting all these massive parts and so I just, I looked up to her growing up and then for her to become a friend of mine and, you know, just, I just, I cherish my time that I spent with her because I learned a lot about the business. Are you still in contact with anybody from the cast? 
Yes. Um, I just spoke to Elijah Kelly. I think it was two days ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, left him, I left him a ridiculous, um, <laughs> ridiculous uh, DM. <laughs> hey, just me reminding you that I love your face. You know? <laughs> yeah. And so I got back. I love you. Like we, you know, <laughs> just like, I love you. I love you. I love you. Like months can go by and you know, we're all working on different things, but Elijah and I will always find time to tell each other we love each other. Um, I speak to John. Um, he's probably who I keep in contact with most. Um, uh, yeah, John and I, he's been um, an amazing constant in my life, a, an amazing like sense of support. And he's always been there for me. And um, I cherish that bond because, you know, it's like people can play your parents, but it's another thing to like really act like somebody who cares like a parent yeah. and he always did and I just I love him so much oh I love that that's so great and then I mean how did you handle going from you know working at Coldstone, filming the movie and then all of a sudden you're winning awards and everybody knows who you are what was that like it was wild um, I, you know, we didn't, ex I didn't expect, I knew nothing about award season, right? Like I knew that I watched the awards every year, the Golden Globes, the SAG, the Oscars, the Grant, like I watched them all, but I never had a personal relationship <laughs> with them. And then after Hairspray came out, I, I had heard that we started to get nominated for things even before the movie came out. We were nominated for best summer movie you haven't seen yet at the oh, MTV Movie Awards. So, wow. so I was like, I don't know. I don't really know what's going on. We're <sighs> now we're at award shows. Um, it was so, I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. believe it. I was in shock, but at the same time, I was like, okay, this is totally part of like the job. So like get on that red carpet and go have a blast. And it was, it was so much fun. And just to be included in the award shows and in the award circuit because Hairspray came out in July and for it to be, for us to be nominated, you know, for a Golden Globe in uh, December, January was, that meant a lot that, you know, the HFPA and the fans really loved it to keep it around that long. Yeah. yeah. Well, also fans of like the Broadway show, like I, I saw the Broadway show and loved it. And I was like, it's going to be a movie. I was I was already into it before it came out. I was one That's of those people. I, I yeah. just had no idea I was going to be in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The surprise of like, what an amazing thing to be in that. Did you meet Marissa? Um, oh my God, I'm blanking on her last name from the Broadway musical. Yes, I met Marissa Jarrett Winoker uh, while we were doing like the, the hairspray stuff in the beginning, like the auditions and stuff. And then of course, um, once I got the part, I met her officially and Ricky. And uh, that was so cool because I have been a massive fan of Ricky's like my entire life. And then after seeing the Broadway show, like I just respected Marissa so much because playing Tracy is one thing, but then to like play her on stage and run around and wow. So I, I, I adore her. Um, but Ricky Lake for me growing up was my Corny Collins. Like I would uh, rush home every day to watch the Ricky Lake show. She was everything and more. So I still can't believe um, that I got to play a role that she played and that you know, now she's in my life because I was such a massive fan of hers. Like, she was a 90s talk show. You want to talk yeah. about Yeah, right? 
and then totally jumping because I know we have, you have to get to your cameo, but I just have to say that I oh, love Oh, no, your, whatever. Yeah. Uh, we love your TikTok as well. Love it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you. Oh, gosh. The TikTok. We're huge fans of TikTok. We have our own that we try our best with. But oh, we don't, we don't understand it whatsoever, but we love it. <laughs> I don't understand okay. how people get all the views. We don't get it, but we love it. I, get, I, I love TikTok. I just, I call it the, I call it the TikTok because I'm over 30. So it's the TikTok. Um, and I love the TikTok. I came out on TikTok, um, did a big TikTok to I'm Coming Out by Diana I loved Ross. that. Congratulations, First of all, love it because like, Thank what you. a song. What a song. It was perfect. Thank you. It was, uh, it was, it just felt right at like, yeah. the right yeah. time and the right song. And then. I went on to like do some TikToks, Good Morning Baltimore. And then there was one, my first like million, I just got my first million views on one that's like, it's like, I wouldn't want to be anybody else. And I was like, I put like, I put something over my head that said, you're the girl from dot, dot, dot. So there's, there's the first million. So who knows um, what I'm going to do next, but. I'm probably going to go TikTok today. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> we'll be watching. We'll check it out. I know, because I feel like I got it as a joke, because I was like, oh, we're in quarantine. Let's download it. And now I'm just addicted to it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And now people are making, like, people will, like, take clips of, like, hairspray or, like, my interviews and then, like, insert them into their TikToks. And then I, I'm like, what is even going on? People can do that, like, <laughs> reacting to someone else's TikTok. I'm, yeah. Isn't that what they do? Yeah. And duets and all yes. of it. I'm like, yeah. sometimes, it sometimes it worries me. I'm like, should I, should I turn my duet feature off? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are people going to do with this? I know. Um, but it's, it's really cool. I've met a lot of fun uh, people on TikTok and I just, I love to be able to like put out fun videos and for people to get to see like my wacky personality, you know? Yeah. So fun. It's such a fun platform. It and is. then do you have anything lined up or anything coming up that you can talk about? I do. I'm getting ready to start a movie. Um, hopefully, I believe like in a month, we're crossing our fingers, hoping that, you know, COVID stays at bay yeah. and we can get it going. Um, and then, um, yeah, there's a couple more projects lined up. I'm writing my book and Nikki Nights. We are... I'm getting ready to do one today with uh, Reverend Bailey Bronner. We're going to talk about religion and, and how, you know, being LGBTQ and religion and, you know, how it correlates. Um, and I just, I love having the podcast because I'm able to get all different kinds of people on and we talk about all different things. And um, I think that's, you know, something for everybody. That's kind of like what I pride myself on, just... You know, just having really interesting people on there to talk about. And my book, I'm writing that and I'm writing a screenplay as well. So, oh my gosh. So, like, not a lot going on. <laughs> no. no, I don't it's like, like anything going on. I like it quiet as a church mouse. No, I love all the chaos, all the noise. I want to write a million projects at once and I just want to act nonstop. That's my goal. Oh, oh I love well, that. we can't wait for all of them. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I'll just tell you, like, I just felt like there wasn't a lot of roles for like plus size women out there, you know? Yeah. Um, and now I feel if you go on TikTok, you see that there really is a massive body positivity movement going on. And I was like, you know what? I am going to write these roles that aren't being created. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I'm like, if you want something, like you said, you have to manifest it. So Mm -hmm. if it's not out there, maybe I should write it. So sometimes it matters into your own hands, Grace. (laughs) It's going to happen. Your track record is looking really, really good for the manifesting. It's going to happen. Honestly, if anyone can do it, you can do it. You can do it. I appreciate your faith in me, guys. (laughs) We have the most faith in you. We'll check back in a couple months. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us like, and taking the time. We know that you got other things going on, so we really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Oh my God, no worries. I'm so sorry. I was like muting it because people were, I'm on Long Island, and I'm just saying, <laughs> like, I, I'm very proud to be a New Yorker, but we're very loud. And <laughs> so I apologize if it looked like I was screaming at one oh point. Oh, my gosh, no. no. I, muted, I muted it to tell my dog to please stop barking. Grace does that all the time. I do that. About, I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. She's, oh, she's behind me sleeping. I do it about five times an interview, so don't even worry. Okay. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so you, much. Nikki. It was so nice to meet you. Be well, guys. Bye. 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 Nikki, if you're listening to this, thank you so much again for coming on. Oh my gosh. Thank you a million times. We could have talked to her forever. How often do we say that? We honestly say that every time, which I think is a good thing. I think it's a good thing as well. And we're really not lying. We could have chatted with her for a really, really long time. There hasn't been any guests where I'm like, God, get me off of this. I know. Oh my God. No. I mean, mainly because we are obviously so excited to have a guest on and they're always someone who we love and we just are so excited to talk to. Well, and because before she even agreed to come on the podcast. I have watched Hairspray twice since March. I watched it once when it was on Netflix and then when it came to HBO Max. Oh yeah. I haven't watched it yet on Netflix. I, I mean, I said it in the interview. I remembered when they played the Cold Stone clip of Nikki getting the role. And I remember how excited I was to see that movie because I had seen the show on Broadway with, I think Alexa Vega played Penny in that one. Really? She was, yeah, I'm pretty sure Alexa Vega was in it. Um, but anyway, I saw it on Broadway, so I couldn't wait for the movie and the movie was great. As Nikki told us as well, if you haven't seen it, it's a star studded cast. My God. John Travolta, Nikki Blonsky, Amanda Bynes, Zac Efron, Queen Latifah. It just goes on and on, but it's on Netflix. Go check it out. Uh, I don't know if it's on Netflix anymore. It's on HBO Max, though. Oh, is it not? I didn't get I a think, chance to see it on Netflix. I believe it switched. Don't okay. quote me on that, but I'm saying it, so I guess you could quote me on that. But I do know for sure it's on HBO Max if it's not on Netflix. Okay. As the fact checkers that we are, mm-hmm. we just fact checked ourselves, double checked, and it is off Netflix, but it is on HBO Max. So go get HBO Max. You can watch that. And then coming soon to HBO Max is Carrie Underwood's Christmas special. We oh, talked dang, about I'm so excited about it. We talked about Carrie's Christmas album at the beginning of the interview. Ugh. I can't. Okay. Also, if you're listening to this, let's get Nikki on Freeform's 25 Days of Christmas. You guys were pushing for it. We said Nikki has unknowingly manifested a lot of things that already came to fruition in her life. And this is the next one. She's going to be on 25 Days of Christmas. And Nikki, if you're listening to this, please let us be your elves. Oh my God, Nikki, please let us be your elves. We would absolutely love it. Nikki. Oh, you guys go watch Hairspray. David and I cannot, we haven't stopped singing the songs. The songs are so good from Hairspray. You will love it if you have not seen it. It's just such a feel good musical. It's such a feel good musical. Hey, we talked about it a little bit with Nikki. 
very relevant for the Black Lives Matter movement that's yeah. going on. It's just a great, great movie. You're going to love it. Go watch it. And Nikki, thank you so much again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you're not already, go give her a follow. She's She makes it easy, just at Nikki Blonsky. And we talked a little bit to her about her TikTok. And it really is, I just think TikTok's fun. And she makes great ones. And her TikTok name is The Real Nikki Blonsky. So go give her a follow there. You can also tune in Thursdays at 8 p.m. for new episodes of Nikki Nights, which is her podcast. Yeah, I listen to them on Spotify, but, but I believe that they're kind of just everywhere the podcasts are available. Yeah, if you follow her on Instagram, she has it linked in her bio, so that's an easy way to find it. And of course, you guys, you can follow us on Instagram as well if you want. We're at BTTB Podcast. You can go to our website, www.bttbpodcast.com. We have links to everything there. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook. Subscribe to us on youtube.com slash back to the best. We might have a video coming out soon. We know it's been a while, (laughs) but we're... Have, we're trying to plan a video that we can safely make happen. Yes. <laughs> no, we don't know when, but we don't know when, but out. fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. And you guys, we have another really fun guest next week. So stay <gasps> tuned for that. You guys, please, please tune in next week. We're just saying you're going to want to tune in next week. Let's just say you, if you grew up in the 90s or the early 2000s, you will recognize this person's voice. Yes. Just leave it at that. Yes. Yes. And so we'll see you next week. You better be there. You better be there because we are definitely going to keep taking you. Back to the best. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.